Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today. Thank you, 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 Lord. See. Yeah, good morning. Sarah, don't you say that? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why don't you do me a favor and even in your house, just set the atmosphere, set the tone, just bless his name. Mm. Just invite him in. Man, will you mercy like throw your weight around? Come on, God, throw your weight around. Settle down. My God, I want to feel your presence. But God, I want your peace. I want your joy, my God. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Have your way on this devotional. Have your way in this house today, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have your way in my life today, yeah. Settle down here, Lord. Settle, settle down. Settle down, settle down, settle down, my God. Settle down. Hey, Angela, I love you so much, my God. My God, we need to see it. My God, ask him for his wonders. Ask him for his glory. Thank him for his mercy. Thank you. Thank him for his grace. Ask him for those things. Ask him for his favor. Lord, let your favor go before me. Let your glory go before me today. I need you, God. Cry out for mercy. Don't don't stand in need of something and not ask him and not connect to him. Don't make this day the same as every other day. Let this day be a day where you just bear your all. Come on now, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. Thank you, thank you. Sanctify my heart. Sanctify my spirit. Sanctify my mind. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. 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 
with desperate for you. My God, come on. Let your glory serve you. When I'm going to my honor, get up with me and come on and sing. My God, purify our hearts. If you ask him to do that, he'll start. If you ask him, Holy Spirit, burn up the chaff in me. Lord God, deal with the things in me that do not align with you and that are not like you. If you ask him those things, I promise you he'll begin to do those things. Often we don't invite him in. And I will tell you this, he's not a bully. He's not a bully. He's not going to force you into position. He's not going to force you to come into place. He's not going to bully you. As a matter of fact, he's going to wait to see if you will open up the door for those to come on in. And so you just got to ask him, settle here, burn up the chaff, take the things out of me. Yeah, Angela, Lord, we need to see you and I'm desperate for you. That's what I was telling him. I'm desperate for you. Um, Sometimes when we are um, we are in a position and just because we are strong in our faith doesn't mean this is always easy. Sometimes I'm following and obeying God and crying at the same time. Like I'm following him, I'm obeying and I'm going, I'm like, yes. And I'm crying at the same time because I'm still human. I'm still uh, of emotion in emotion and all of those other things. So. It, 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 that's a good way to put it, Jeanette. I love how you said that God is a gentleman. He really is. He's a gentleman. He's never going to force himself upon you. He's never going to force himself into position. He He's a jealous God, but he does not jock. He does not uh, jockey for position in your life. He will not jockey for position in your life. He'll request um, he'll 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 let his what he needs or desires of you be made known, but he is not going to jockey for position. I apologize for my lateness this morning. I was really trying to center myself and seek his face, um, but um, you know we ain't gonna focus on that. Um, I want to do a few things. Um, First of all, it came back up in my spirit. We're going to um, deal with corporately the spirit of jealousy. Um, it has impacted our churches too long. It has impacted our ministries too long. It has um, impacted our homes too long. You will have couples jealous of each other's gifts and it is causing division and it is causing strife, especially among ministries and churches and people competing for um, like members and frustrated because someone else's ministry seems successful and it's just not beneficial to the kingdom, right? It's not beneficial to the kingdom. And if I've ever been involved in that, if I've ever been involved in comparison, if I've ever been involved in looking at someone else's ministry, but I just feel it's strong until it breaks we're going to take the authority over this spirit of jealousy that has been running rampart in our lives and our families and our communities and our ministries. Cause see, see, here's what, come on, Holy spirit. Here's what jealousy will do. Um, jealousy will have you jockeying for a position that already belongs to you. I'm just telling you, jealousy will have you jockeying, jockeying for a position that will, 
that's already meant for you, that's already designed for you. Um, and you just have to wait on timing and seizing and growing and developing. And I don't even like to use the word hating because it's gotten out of hand, but um, the enemy will have you mad and hating and frustrated with someone or frustrated with someone's season. And, and then you don't even know if it's the season that they're in that's from God. Um, and yeah, it, it's not beneficial. God never meant for us to be in strife and all this mess to be going on. Um, a lot of it is smoke screens, but if he can get you to bite on it, um, I'm just gonna tell you something, one, one woman of God is coming back into my spirit, share it with me. She said, in this season, remember we're in a whole new season, you cannot get caught up in offense. You cannot get caught up in strife. You can't get caught up in someone else's offense. You can't get caught up in someone else's strife. If someone's coming to you and they're trying to rally you up and get you caught up in strife and get you on a bandwagon, you need to diffuse the situation and assert the word of God there. But, um, Somebody just said, why do you drink coffee? Um, so we have to deal with this spirit of, we have to deal with this spirit of strife. We have to make sure our mind is set on things above. We might should make sure we have our mind on the mind of Christ. Those things are the most important things. And so we're gonna deal with the spirit of jealousy. And I just keep hearing it's been in our churches too long. And what it does is it'll keep us out of position. And you don't have to jockey for anything God has promised to you. So if you see God blessing somebody, if you see God moving someone, if you see this is someone's season, what you need to be doing is praying and getting excited about that season, right? You need to be praying and getting excited about their season. You need to be blessing God. You need to be praising Him. Even if it looks like they're doing something that isn't right, you need to be standing in a gap. Your prayers are powerful and interceding, interceding for them. And so you just need to make sure that in this season we're dealing with this. So we're going to deal with this spirit of jealousy and I'm just believing the Lord that the wind will blow on you. Father God, I thank you. Don't get distracted by that. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you. You are burning up the chaff in us. And it, and we're going to deal with this spirit of jealousy, as you said. So as you mentioned to me this morning, we're casting, we're taking this spirit by the root, Lord God. We know that the spirit of jealousy comes from uh, uh, us not being satisfied, us not being settled in your word, us not being settled in your truth. We do not have to jockey for position because you have already positioned us. So Lord God, we're asking that you deal with the, our hearts, that you deal with the hearts and minds of our church members and our ministry members and our pastors and congregations, Lord God. We cancel this assignment of the enemy off our lives, off those we're in contact with. We ask that that foul spirit be broken up, that it's loose, lacerated from our congregations right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that we are coming into unity. We cast out the spirit of strife and backbiting, Father God, and talking about each other. My God, Lord God, and not lifting each other up. We cast it back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God. And we sever the ties and the cords 
from it ourselves, Father God. And we repent, Lord God, if we've ever allowed the spirit of jealousy to dwell among us, if we've ever acted on it, Lord God. And we speak your peace over our congregations right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over this spirit in the name of Jesus, and we bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came. Spirit of jealousy, you have no authority in our houses. You know, I have no authority in our churches, you have no authority in our school. We cast out the spirit of bully and we declare peace in our churches, peace among membership, peace in these ministries, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that they will never speak another word against each other right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you. Your peace is coming in and it's settling. It's settling issues and it's settling problems and it's settling strife and it's settling down and it's settling fear and it's settling, settling weariness, Father. We just invite you into this devotional today. We invite your peace into this devotional today. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional right now, Lord God. We thank you that no weapon formed against this devotional shall prosper, Lord God. We thank you that the blood is activated. We seal the airways up, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the departments in LMJ Ministries and every department, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, my God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for wholeness, for a sound mind, Lord God. Now let the words of my mouth mm, settle here. Settle here, Holy Spirit. Settle here, God. Settle, settle here. Settle on us. Settle on our minds. Settle on our thoughts. Settle on our spirits. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in your sight. We thank you, Lord God, for all you are, for you are strength and you are our redeemer. And that we will not take up the spirit of offense, Lord God. And we're open to correction in every season in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Um, we, yeah, we are. We are all on the same. We are all on the same team. And we got to remember that. That's good. Um. Odell, we all in the same vein. We should all be in them. We should be celebrating people. Um, we should be praying if we think someone is not alignment. Um, Robert Rodney said, this is amazing. I had a conversation about people's jealousy when they see you happy in any area of your life. I know it's, it's so um, subtle, but when I was, I, I told y'all God deals with me when I was brushing my teeth, it just kept coming up again that the spirit of jealousy is running, running rampart and it's taking over and it comes in so many forms forms and fashion, especially in ministry and the church. Um, and when we operate in that, we'll start operating other things, which will almost uh, become witchcraft. You know what I'm saying? It just is crazy. It gets real crazy. And we don't even realize it's existing in us. And we'll be against somebody that God is for. But the thing that just kept coming up is you don't have to jockey for a position, right? You don't have to jockey for what's already promised you. If something is already promised for you, you don't have to fight for it. You don't have to force your way in it. Um, and can I tell you something? Because my, my success doesn't hinder you from being successful. Um, I think this world has taught us about being competitors for too long. And because we think everything is a competition, um, then the jealousy arise up when it looks like um, I'm competing for something that I ain't even got no business competing for. Not competing. A friend of mine was sharing with me something that happened in her marriage. And she was just like, every time, it seems like every time something successful happens to me, that my 
um, husband has a problem. And we started talking about it. And I said, it's just because he's not secure in his vision. When you secure in your own vision, you don't have time to be worried about somebody else's vision and what's happening in someone else's life. Like you have absolutely no time to be focused on what's going on. I have very little time to be concerned about what you're doing. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest, but because the enemy has us and he'll lie to you, right? If um, God has put somebody in your life who will speak truth to you and they're y'all sharpening iron or he sent them in position to help groom you, he'll lie to you to make you think that person isn't for you. Um, but the person may just need to bring a word to you or to help groom you. I purpose coach and, um, also my position in evangelism and ministry. And sometimes I have to correct and sometimes I have to say things and he'll have you think the, the spirit of jealousy will be working in you because you'll start saying, oh, that person is just jealous of me or that person isn't for me. And it has absolutely nothing to do that. So you got to have clarity and sound mind. And that's why we've been talking about hearing God's voice. So let's get into the word today, right? Let's get into the word today let's be good receivers of the word today i'm praying that your receiver is tuned in so that you can hear what god is saying to us today um, one of the things we've been we started into because we're on this journey we're waking our we're getting woke up by the holy spirit and we're waking ourselves up there are some things we have to be active in and we have to shake the dust off and we have to get ourselves in the position to be able to hear god and yesterday i talked to you about how to hear god um and it's necessary Necessary for you to be here able to hear God so that you can walk into the clarion call on your life that you can be clear about the call on your life and you're not wound, wound, you're not consumed come on Holy Spirit because sometimes when you're wounded you're consumed in thoughts that don't even line up with your thoughts and so I want to give you some reference today and I want you to hear me and I want you to listen I want you to make sure you're taking notes you got your coffee you got your tea whatever it is I want you to make sure that you up and you're awake and you're paying attention because we're going to go into a couple couple directions i need to go back over into matthew um 11 chapter the 7 through 15 verse and then we're going to go back to about hearing god and i need to talk to you a little bit about john because we we know john is prophesied right we know john is the baptist is prophesied we witnessed we've already talked about that we witnessed thank you holy spirit thank you 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 for your revelation thank you for your word thank you for being with me thank you for being in my ear thank you for being the greater witness thank you holy spirit thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i just have to thank him i guess i get excited when i know he's talking to me and when i hear him and when he's leading me in a direction and so we know that we Elizabeth and Mary, we went through that. We talked about if you weren't here, you need to back up. Go catch the YouTube videos. We talked about when Elizabeth and Mary are counter counteract. We know there's already a prophecy about John. We know that there's a word that has gone forth about John. We know who John is. We know John is a forerunner for Jesus Christ. Um, and so those things have been established. Now, what we don't see a lot of is we don't see a lot of communication in the early chapters about between John and God, but we know very clear that there is here. And he has to be leading John in such a way because John is obedient until death. 
He has to be leading John in such a way because John is obedient to death. So there has to be clear communication. John has to be a good receiver. Now I need you to write that word down. There's a reason I'm saying receiver because I'm going to show you something in just a second. John has to be a good receiver in order for him to be obedient to God until death. My God. Thank y'all. Let me do. Thank y'all. I'm just telling you. Thank you for those of y'all who are telling me you share the video. Continue to share the video. He's got to be a good, good receiver. And your receiver is connected to everything you are. It is not that God isn't talking to you. God is always talking to you. God talks to us all the time, but he is a spirit. And they that worship him and also they that know them and that, that are very clear about him, know him through spirit and truth. It's not like this audible conversation that is currently between us. It is a spiritual conversation. It's a spiritual type thing. When I was out on the road and I told you I could sense that I was in danger, like I knew danger was welling up. Like as a matter of fact, I knew, I said, if somebody doesn't, this is what I said to myself, if somebody doesn't get in position, this, the, there's going to be someone, they're going to kill me. That this car is going to come around here and kill me. And I wasn't speaking it audibly. That's what I sensed and knew. That's how I knew how high the danger was. That's how I knew that I was in extreme danger. I'm not a scary person. I'm not a fearful person. I'm not a worried person. I'm not an anxious person. I've done with those, dealt with those things over the year, but it was rolling up in me that you are in danger. And then the Lord had already shared with me some things about the enemy uh, and him requiring my life. And so, had I not been sensitive, my receiver not been tuned in, I would not have known that I was in a dangerous situation. Because I'm not a worry type person, I would have continued as usual. So let's go to Matthew 11. We're going 7 through 15. And I want to read you this. And I'm, I'm reading you this. And this is Jesus um, talking. And, and Jesus is really talking about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was in, was in prison at this time. And Jesus is getting ready to talk about his character. And it says, as John's, he's talking to John, John had a set of disciples. Well, there's some depth in this word. John had a set of disciples that were with him always also. And so, Jesus is talking and he's performing ministry and he's already been baptized by John and John is in prison and the disciples, John has sent the disciples and he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life and the good news is being preached to the poor and tell him God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. As John disciples were leaving, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds, right? Then he's talking about John. He says, what kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, my God, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth. 
All of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist, yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. For before John came, all the prophets and the law of Moses looked forward to this present time. And if you are willing to accept what I say, he is Elijah, the one the prophet said would come. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Ears to hear will listen and understand. He says, to what can I compare this generation? It is like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't mourn. For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking. And you say he's possessed by a demon. The son of man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks. And you say he's a glutton and a drunkard. You always have something to complain about. So here it is, Jesus acknowledging that John had walked into his call, right? He had, he had walked into his call. And so if he's acknowledging that John has walked in his call, then John had to be a very, 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 very good receiver. Yeah, Jeanette, it wasn't no jealousy between John and Jesus. Wasn't no jealousy between John and Jesus. John was walking in his assignment, but he had to be very, a very, very good receiver. He had to be sensitive to the voice of God. He had to be walking with the voice of God to do all, to baptize, to go forth, to preach the gospel at the intensity he preached the gospel. Because Jesus, my God, Jesus says here, he says, and, and from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, forcefully advancing. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And so for you to walk in clarity and for you to walk in truth and for you to walk in purpose and for the kingdom of, of heaven to advance through you, your receiver, your receiver is very important how you receive. Now, let me give you these. John was steady and not easily shaken like a reed. That's what Jesus pointed out. John was sober and that he lived a disciplined life. He was not in love with luxuries and comforts of this world. John was a servant. He was a prophet of God. John was sent as a special, mess special messenger of the Lord. John was special in that he could be considered the greatest under the old covenant. And John was second to even the least in the kingdom under the new covenant. John wasn't haughty. John was humbled. And so a lot of times we're trying to figure out where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. This could not have manifested in John had he not be clear, clear, been clear of his purpose, had he not understood who he was, had he not been clear, but had he not been entombed with God and knowing who and what God is. If you, your receiver, and this is why I said receiver. So I have a speech communication background, right? We in school today. And one of the things we, we talk about, and God took me back to this a while ago because he told me, he said, Lakeisha, you're not being a good listener. And whatever we do in the natural, we tend to 
to mirror in the spiritual, right? It should be whatever we do in the spiritual, we do in the natural, and it is. It's, a, it's an exchange. So if we're not a good listener to God in the spiritual, it's manifesting in the natural, right? And then when we have bad habits in the natural, we take those into the spiritual. That's why the spiritual things of God stand, stand strange to us. And a lot of times we're not listening. And if we are talkers and we talk a lot, right? We're usually not really good receivers. And so some months ago, God dealt with me. He said, you're forgetting your receiver, your listening skills. And if you lose your listening skills and you're not a good receiver, you're not going to be able to encode the message properly and go and do the things that I'm asking you to do. But it also, these are the things that impact relationships. So when we started into this journey and this part of learning to hear God, one of the things that I need you to understand today is you got to learn to be a good receiver, right? You got to be a You got to learn how to learn to hear. And the only way that you're going to learn to hear is one we learned out. You got to get out of the traffic. You got to get out of the heavy traffic. You got to get out the noise. How many of you pulled back from social media yesterday? How many of you spent more quiet time with God? Because I demonstrated to you yesterday that God is quiet. He is a quiet, still, small voice. And most of us like so much noise around us. Our receivers are distorted because we aren't fine-tuned to the voice of God because we've got too much noise, too many things moving around us. And most of us in conversation, we are looking to speak next, right? And if you're looking to speak next, then you're not hearing what's been said to you. Most of us get in position and we just get before God and we talk and we live, we, we, we leave no room to pause and to the listening side of God so we can hear what he says next. He doesn't come in rushed moments. He can, but he doesn't. That is why when I'm in a crisis situation, I've learned to master my emotions. Now, let me tell y'all something. When I left the scene, and even this morning, when I left the scene after everything happened the other day, after I was in my room, my little boys are so in tune. And they came in, they said, you okay? And I really wasn't okay at that point because I realized what happened. I was like, the devil is really requiring my, like he's after my life. Like he's after my life. And the Lord backed it up in scripture and showed me, I said, show me this. He's after my life. And so I'm like flooded with tears. I'm like, Lord, you just preserved my life. You sent a fleet of angels through these firemen to preserve my life. So I'm crying, you know, and I'm thanking the Lord and I'm thanking him for his mercy because the it doesn't mean the emotions are not there, right? It doesn't mean that the emotions are not there, but I have learned to master my emotions because we're not supposed to be led by my emotions so that my receiver can be tuned in. My receiver can be tuned in. And the only way that you're going to do that is that you learn to have more quiet time with God. You've got to learn how to be quiet. So let me tell you what usually happened. Good. I'm proud of y'all. Good, 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 good. Um, and, and, and so let me tell you what happens to us when we're not good receivers. So if you're, we're in a conversation and I'm talking to you, right. And I want to be an active listener, right? Yeah. I want to be an active listener, but active listening is uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or active listening isn't anticipating the conversation or active listening isn't already inserting yourself to say what you're going to say next. And because we have bad practices as a receiver, 
fever. It makes it difficult us for us to encode messages and hear God because we haven't learned how to hear God in our quiet spaces. Most of us have noise on at all times, right? And God is like, I'm going to talk to you in a spirit. I'm not getting ready to talk to you like you think that I'm getting ready to talk to you. I'm getting ready to talk to you in a spirit. And if your spirit isn't settled enough, to hear and know that I'm talking to you, then it's gonna be you're gonna miss it. And if your receiver is turned up, yeah, you're gonna already be rehearsing the conversation. You're gonna become familiar. You're gonna think that you thank you for that, Arnetta. Arnetta said she didn't even play her music and notice the difference. I'm telling you, it's the quiet moments. Those are the moments that you tune in and you learn to hear hear God in such a way. But if you're not a good receiver, if you're not good in your, your natural conversations, you're probably not good in your conversations with God either. If you're anticipating the conversation, if you're talking over someone, that's something I've had to fight, right? Talking over someone. If you're interjecting, if you're inserting yourself somewhere, you're going to do the same thing in your relationship with God. You're going to anticipate what God's saying and God is not even saying that. You're not, you're going to anticipate what God, you're going to confuse God's voice with your own voice because it, there isn't a single person that isn't hearing from God. Once you've accepted Jesus Christ, once you made him Lord, the Lord is always talking to us. But the reason that we cannot hear him is because we aren't listening. John 10, three through five says to him, the porter opened it and the sheep hear his voice. And he called his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he puffed put it, forth his own sheep. He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from strangers for they know not the voice of strangers. He said his sheep hear his voice. He didn't say you can hear your voice. He said his sheep hear his voice. He, he hear, he hear, they hear his voice. Well, you've got to be, <laughs> thank you for your honesty, Ebony. You've got to be honest in, I'm not a good listener. I'm not a good receiver. I'm not a good receiver. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good receiver. I had to apologize to one of my friends because I cut her off. I get so excited about faith and the word of God. And when I woke up the next morning, the Lord was like, you need to apologize. You didn't finish listening to her. And when we don't finish listening, it's because we anticipate, we know what's going to happen next. Well, I want you to anticipate that you hear God, but I don't want you to anticipate what's going to happen next, or you're going to become too familiar with the things of God, and you're going to miss what he, what he says for him. There, the transmission is there. You just may not be hearing God with what we say. So I told you yesterday, the very first thing that you got to do is fix and understand. I always hear God. I always hear God. God is always speaking to me. Um, but your busyness of your lifestyle is what may be confusing you. Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. It didn't say be busy. It didn't say be talking. It didn't say be roaming. It didn't say be everywhere. It didn't say be always in constant motion. It said be still and know that I am God. Be still, and know, be still and know that I am God. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death, right? That if I could have kept sitting in my car, this could have looked very differently, right? If I didn't receive the wisdom of God. So Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. 
And because we are, we are so used to talking and asserting ourselves and asserting our opinion, and people have told us to, that, that being quiet isn't the way, and God is like, I need you to quiet down. Because when you allow learn to quiet yourself down in your natural, then what happens is you'll listen. But that also includes you learning to shut off the thoughts in your head. And I think Melissa asked that yesterday, how do I quiet the thoughts? Um, in my mind so that I settle down, so that I settle down. Well, of course, it's the word of God that's going to quiet your thoughts, but it's also learning to master your emotions. A lot of times our emotions lead a lot of things that have absolutely no nothing to do with God. And there's a disturbance in our relationship with God because our receiver is off and we have not learned to in tune, right? Um, in tune ourselves uh, and what we need to in tune ourselves with. And we're so um, busy shaking and busy moving and busy having an answer and busy um, that we know the way that we're missing the opportunity because he's a spirit. <laughs> and those that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. You know, you can too be, be too busy with church stuff too. You can be so busy. Like I, I listen to the word of God because faith builds me. But as soon as I've listen to the things that the Lord has told me to listen to for the day, because I'm sensitive enough in my Holy Spirit. He'll say, watch this, listen to this, um, stay here, meditate on this and chew on this. Then I know I have to turn down. I have spent hours and hours of hours with nothing on and listening to God or praying in my heavenly language so that we can have real conversation, right? Praying in my heavenly language so we can have real conversation. So it's the stillness and not the busyness that we tune in our spiritual ears. Uh, the Lord always speaks to us in a still soft voice. John was fully developed. That's why I brought John up. John was fully developed because his receiver had to be in tune to the things of God. Doesn't mean he was perfect. Doesn't, doesn't mean he got it all the way right. Um, but he was in tune so that he could fulfill his purpose here on earth. Thank you for that, Angela. Uh, um, I do too, Angela. I get really excited about the word of God. I get really excited about talking about the thing of God, thing of God. But the Lord has started dealing with me. I need you to listen more. I need you to speak less. I don't need you to always say everything that comes up. I don't care if it seems like it's scripture. I don't care if it's a prophetic word. I don't care if it's true. Sometimes we'll destroy relationships because we're not hindered. We're hindered and we're not pausing enough to listen to what God said. God could be revealing something to us about somebody, but it may not be the time and season for us to say that. But we feel like we need to assert ourselves. And that's only because our ears are not listening to understand. Um, our ears are not listening to understand. Um, I was talking to a friend and the other day and we were talking about our conversation and she anticipates a lot of what I'm saying a lot of times. She's gotten so much better, but we were talking about it and she was like, um, I said, why do you do that? Why do you fill in my sentence? And she said, I don't know. And I said, cause that's not what I was saying. And then I recognized I was doing it, right? I was doing it, filling in sentences, filling in gaps. We'll assume that this is what the person is gonna say next and this is not what the person is gonna say next. Or we'll assert ourselves in places in which we'll start anticipating the conversation and we won't give the person um, time to be vulnerable and to share and to say anything, say what they need to say, right? 
So if we're going to be good receivers, we're going to have to practice in a still small place and we're going to have to not anticipate the conversation and we're going to have to make sure we don't, we're practicing active. If you don't know what active listening is, go read an article on active listening and ask yourself, am I practicing this? When people are talking to me, because, because you're not active listening to me. If you're, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's not active listening. That's that's not active. I, I've been so good. That's not active listening. That's not act, that's not being a good receiver because you'll have missed something I said that was important in the conversation. Well, what happens is that happens in our relationships with God. So your receiver, you got to fine tune your receiver. And the only way you're going to fine tune it is in your quiet spaces. You've got to get in more quiet spaces. You've got to stop talking so much. You've got to get in a position. You're trying to walk out your destiny. You can't afford to in this season to miss one instruction from God. When we come back on Monday, I'm going to talk to you about that because a lot of times we're looking for the big to do. Ah, we're looking for this big assignment. And God is just sitting saying to you, he may say something simple to you today like, um, don't don't, don't drink coffee today or don't eat meat today or don't go don't call that person or don't wear that dress he may be giving you simple a lot of times how god grooms us and deals with us is in the simple instructions but if we go back to our springboard scripture <laughs> if we go back to our screen springboard scripture God is a spirit, and those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. And you're not going to be able to receive this or understand this if you are not doing what? Living life by the spirit. Living life by the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Only your spirit man can pick this up and make this make sense for you. Only your spirit man can pick this up and make this make sense to you. So you got to ask the Lord, activate my receiver. Let me hear you clearly. I don't want to be muffled. I don't want to be out of tune. I don't want to. I don't want to be in a position where I'm not listening and practice being good listeners in the natural as well so that this thing can correlate in the spiritual. But I promise that your spirit will line up if you spend more quiet time, quiet time in the Lord, quiet time in the word will settle you to hear, to hear him. Sometimes I'm in the house saying nothing, nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just tuning my ear in to him to speak because he'll guide us differently. He'll keep us from making mistakes. He'll keep, he'll say to you, oh, don't buy that today. Wait, it's going to go on sale. And somebody's like, Yo, are you serious? Yeah. When he started talking to me about debt, you can't get into debt. I need you to get this car paid off, right? He told me something the other day. He said, you, 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 you have, I need you to think bigger. I need you to expect outside the box, right? So ask the Lord to activate your receiver, to be in tune, fine tune in so that you're not making. The average Christian's lifestyle is so busy, it's not conducive to hearing the voice of God. It's not. It's not. And if you're not in the word, when the voice of God speaks to you, you won't do what, that's why people have a problem with like tithing and stuff. Cause they ain't in the word. That's a like, tithing was the old, well tithing been here. Right. 
or that's why people have a problem with healing because they don't know what the word says about healing or when people come into situations and they're like god is chastising me and disciplining you god ain't got to chastise you and discipline you during being sick that's a foolish person's thought right but that's the way we we think well god allowed you don't know you won't know what god allowed if you're not your receiver is not turned on and you're not hearing him you won't know what god is saying that's why sometimes it's difficult sometimes for people to receive stuff from different people when they know like you ain't got no clarity of god about your life but you got more clarity of god about my life does that make sense well your receiver needs to be tuned in at all times so Let's take that. Let's take our nuggets from today at where am I, where are my listening skills off, right? Where's my receiving skills off? Um, if I'm going to know God in spirit and truth, I know Psalms 46 and 10 is saying that I need to be still and know that I'm God. And let's take away from this that God is hearing. I'm, God is talking to me all the time. God is talking to me all the time. And I need to let the Holy Spirit lead me so I don't talk out of turn. So I don't just run my mouth. So I don't just anticipate the things of God. So I'm not just anticipating people around me. I need to fine tune my receiver so that I can hear God the way that I'm supposed to hear God and listen accordingly because it's small, it's still, it's quiet. It's not a loud yelling thing. It's that feeling sometimes when we're like something. Some of us been moving so much that we're missing what God is saying to us in this season because we're not still enough. And I'm telling you, even things of the church, I'm at every program, I'm at every, one of my cousins said something big the other day, he said, I made a decision not to go within my normal schedule. And I was like, man, how you must have pleased God. And he said, I just got on my face before God. And can I tell you something? It, something broke in him and something broke. And then the next thing I know, he got a promotion. <laughs> something broke in him because he got into him. He just laid on his face before God. And he said, God started revealing to me who I was. He said, God started revealing to me. And I could tell when I was talking to him, he had a different confidence. He was operating in a different authority. He was coming in a different position, but he had fine tuned his receiver to the Lord and not to things and what other people were saying. And it, he became more clear in the call on his life and who he was because he was getting his identity in Christ and not in other things. And a lot of times we have our identity in other things and not our identity in Christ. I hope that blesses you today. I hope that blesses you today. And I need y'all to celebrate for a minute. Um, it's funny because uh, I just, I'm going to use this word. One of our beloved returned to the fold and God was reminding me, he said, you need to celebrate that. He said, anybody time somebody either gets saved or comes back this way, y'all need to be running, jumping and shouting. So I just need to thank, y'all need to thank Jesus for her life because the enemy was coming for her purpose. And man, but she, the Lord reminded me of something. He said, no matter what, she was still pressing in. No matter what, her ears were still tuned in. No matter what, she was still listening, right? She was still listening. And then God did something miraculous and strongholds broke and I can't wait to see what comes next. I can't wait to see comes next. He said she was, even though she was weak, I, I want to preach that she was tired. She was worn out. She felt oppressed, but she still kept, he said she was still being present in my presence. And when I tell you, the Lord broke strongholds off her not life and chains were removed. So y'all need to celebrate that. And I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, I can't wait to see what God does next. The enemy was coming for her purpose. He was coming for her purpose. So you need to celebrate one of ours return, one of ours return. And that's really big. Well, I love y'all. I got to get off here. <laughs> one of our, man, God was, God was pleased. God was pleased. God was pleased. And the devil was mad. And I don't care. That's what the Lord told me the next day. He said, you know, he's mad at you. I said, that's fine. He can be mad at me. I'm going to keep preaching kingdom. The more that I turn it, I'm going to keep, he can be mad. I'm going to pre keep preaching kingdom. I'm going to keep preaching. It. He can be, I'm going to keep pushing kingdom. I do not care. Yep. Thank the Lord for her very life. Thank the Lord for her very life. Well, I love y'all. I love you so much. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you back here Monday morning, 5 a.m. Do not forget this Saturday, author Nicole Garth, I'm going to be interviewing her. Uh, Y'all pray that as my car gets fixed today, that it's fixed effortlessly and quickly. I cannot afford to be without a car, but I will sit still on my sit still. So y'all pray my car gets fixed effortlessly today with no problems and no issues. I love y'all so much. I keep lifting us up in prayer. We'll be back on Monday. Um, also, let me say this. Don't be bothered by this stuff. When they talk about all this active shooting and stuff in schools and all these storms and stuff, you see, don't be bothered by it. You assert yourself in prayer because if the enemy can have you distracted, I'm telling you, uh, he'll slip in somewhere else. So don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I love y'all so much. I'll see you back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Say, I need you to become a part of what's going on. We got kingdom going on around us. I love y'all so much. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. I love y'all love. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for being here. Um, go be loved today. Let someone else experience love of God through you. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby.